Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee with Clarissa. The Peranakan is an authentic streets cuisine restaurant that serves up three generations of delicious must-try Peranakan recipes. Organized by Chef Raymond Koo and his team, the Kamcheng Peranakan Festival is a landmark event for the festival and the Peranakan community. Recognized as a celebration of kinship, friendship and food, this year's festival is bringing together many heavyweight local chefs from different cultures that have all influenced Peranakan cuisine. With the annual Kamcheng Peranakan Festival that kicked off from the 7th of June, lasting all the way to the end of July, we want to find out more about the food, the culture, the festivities, everything, which is why today Money FM 89.3 welcomes Raymond Koo, founder and executive chef, to talk about the importance of Kamcheng to Peranakan, special heritage recipes and the special dishes to look out for. Raymond, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. Before we even had the microphone on, we were already starting to talk about Pratican culture. I mean, it is so unique, from the food to the plating to the jewellery to the clothes, which you came dressed in. To everything about it, the architecture, it was all very unique to the Pranakan. So tell us everything that we should know about the Kamcheng Festival. Well, it's an interesting festival. that uh, It's the first time we've got 11 heavyweights in, in their own distinguished uh, uh, kitchen. So to come and cook a, a gala dinner for, for everybody, uh, the gala dinner was held at the Marina Mandarin Hotel. Mm-hmm. And we had about over 400 guests who enjoyed uh, food from different cultures and heritage. For example, we had uh, Damien de Silva. Mm-hmm. They actually did the uh, Eurasian uh, food with mm-hmm. Aziza Ali, with uh, Malay. And then we have Chef Lisa Kasim as well from Asian Food Channel, which actually joined us. And, uh, well, many, many, many more, actually. Uh, 11 in total, including me and including the Executive Chef of the Year for Marina Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it takes all to where, where the Pranakan is concerned. Uh, we, we just evolved to become Pranakan. So we had the Malays, the Indians, the the Chinese and the, the Portuguese and and we were fortunate to also have the Dutch representative from the Dutch embassy as, mm-hmm. as well as the Portuguese ambassador and his wife to join us as well because that's what it takes. So those are all the influence of where Pranakan is today. So we're very excited. Uh, besides the gala dinner, we have a lot more activities uh, lined up. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I, I know this having grown up in Singapore and Malaysia that the Peranakan is the straits Chinese. But right, there's, you know, you, whether it's Malacca or whether it's Penang, there's, there's slightly different levels of influence from the other communities around them. So they, they took the best of everything and developed their own very, very unique culture. And that's gotta be something that you are very proud of. If you're a Peranakan, you're very proud of that culture mm-hmm, because it's mm-hmm. such a unique culture. That's right. So for you, what is the standout thing that makes a person or Peranakan? What is that one defining thing? I think it's the way we talk. Uh, most of us, most of everyone else calls us OCBC, which is Orang China, Bukan China. <laughs> right? I mean, you speak to typical Peranakans, you speak to them in Chinese and they're, they're just looking at you blank, you know, like, okay, what's happening here? <laughs> right, right. Um, you do, actually, you're right, you you speak a, a different way as well. So everything about the Peranakan is unique to you. So why do you think that after all this time, and, and even though there's been more intermarrying and, and all that sort more influence as time has gone by, why the Peranakan culture is still so rich and, and looked to for, as something special. 
Well, it, it's unique in, in that sense. I mean, if you see somebody in a in a, in a kabaya, mm-hmm. you know, it's like wow, you know, it really stands out in a crowd, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. And even for the men, you know, most most men will go out in a formal batik shirts and everything. Mm-hmm. But if they use one of these brooches here, mm-hmm. you can kind of identify. Okay, this guy is a Pranakan. Same way, True I would blue say, Pranakan. yeah, same like it. Uh, in the Anonia Kuis, mm-hmm. right? You use uh, the blue pea flower. Yep. So that's a signature of the Pranakan. You see that? Okay, you know that's Anonia Kuis. Right. And and then your food is very different. It's mm-hmm. not quite Malay. Yes. It's not quite Portuguese. Yes. It's, it, it's not Chinese. <laughs> You've just come up with a completely unique cuisine. That's right. That's that right. got handed down. And this was not a written history, right? You, correct, it's not correct. like those recipes were, were written down and handed mm-hmm, to the next mm-hmm, generation. Correct, correct. You learnt it as you went along. Yes. And yet you retained it. Yes, correct. I mean, for example, I mean, Ite Tim is actually the, the Hokkien version of Kiam Chai A. Right? But we, we've adopted it and, and that's like a, a Pranakan staple already, even mm-hmm. like the Ngo Hyang as well and Chap Chai. I mean, this is handed down to the, the Chinese descendants and we've, we've adopted it. Same thing, a uh, very good example is satay. Our, our, our satay is entirely different. There's no skewers, no peanut dipping sauce, everything. It's actually cooked with a rempa mm-hmm. and we call it our satay. Right. So it's entirely different. I mean, it's, it's through the influence of, of uh, everyone else. That, that's why we get this thing like Bokalwa. You know, we're actually influenced by the Portuguese then. They actually brought it from Indonesia right, uh, right into Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the Bokalwa. And But we have adopted that to be a Pranakan dish. Right. And it's a very well-known Pranakan dish. I hate having to prepare the Bokalwa. <laughs> I have to just say that for the record. You know, my time as a child involved saws. <laughs> and I didn't, I never really appreciated eating the stuff because it was so much effort to actually prepare that's them. That's right, that's right, yeah. Now I enjoy it a lot more as an adult. Talk about the Puranakan. Um, it, it, everyone has been there at least once. It's authentic, it's, it's what you, you want to experience. And it's not just the food, the entire experience of going in and, and being there is authentic. Why did you do that? I'm curious. Well, um, the design of the restaurant speaks for itself because it's got different influences. You've got mm-hmm. the Chinese, Malay, uh, you've got the uh, Portuguese uh, uh, influence, you've got mm-hmm. the Spanish towels and mm-hmm. everything else. So, I mean, most most Pranakan restaurants you go to, it's uh, the finished product. Right. So, well, the Pranakan uh, restaurant in Singapore is different. It's got all the influence of all this, you know, you've got mm-hmm. Dutch chandeliers and everything. So, it's like, wow, you know, it's a different feel altogether. And again, most Used used to to have all this traditional program restaurants. They're, they're they're nice and dim and, and 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 cozy and all. But this one with all the the chandeliers, it's nice and bright and mm-hmm. it's a very nice warm feeling. And the food, and the food. The food is traditional. Pranakan food. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't use any MSG from, from day one mm-hmm. and we send it down through three generations and then we cook the traditional Pranakan food and there's no, no nothing fusion in it because I think Pranakan food itself is there's it's a fusion already. Fusion, already yeah. Yeah. So we do the traditional bokalwa. Uh, we even do traditional food, uh, heritage dishes like nasi ulam, which mm-hmm. you, you rarely get anywhere else. And right. like... Uh, uh, we also have um, like uh, apom bokwa, mm-hmm. right? Small mini pancakes that serve with a banana gula melaka gravy. You mm-hmm. really get this. And the only authentic way to do it is just to use old brass molds. And each time we make it just four at a time. <laughs> so right. it takes a lot of patience to, to do that. And that's something we want to retain, like sambal pisang jantong, ati babi bungkus, and also we, all these heritage dishes, dishes we want to, to retain and, mm-hmm. and just share with everyone else. 
Okay, so is that the point of the Kamcheng Puranakan Festival, to share it with more people, to share the culture, the food, just basically all things Puranakan? Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, I mean, through this festival over 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 three years, we we, we kind of got everybody to to actually question themselves: Do I actually have any Pranakan roots? And over fifty percent of them say, "Yes, I'm actually part Pranakan." Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just good to to revive this uh, rather than just you know, oh, it's a Pranakan. They're they're a community by themselves and everything, mm-hmm. because there are also so many Singaporeans who are, who are Pranakan. Yes, this guy, you know, he's thirty years old. He got married only until before he got married. Then he said, "You know, we let's follow the Pranakan wedding uh, uh, etiquette and everything." Mm-hmm. You mean I am Pranakan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's actually. Singapore, isn't it? We, we're such an amalgamation already that the, they're bound to be Puranakans here. Now, do you plan uh, the festival differently every year or is it something that's sort of organically grown and evolved over the last few years? Well, uh, we, we, we plan to, to just share the culture and heritage with mm-hmm. more, uh, especially since we are, we are located in Orchard Hotel, uh, the Claymore Connect. So we, we get a lot of expats coming in, living in the, in, in the uh, community, and then they come, what's this Pranakan about? We've never heard of Pranakans. We've heard of all the other cultures, and we've never heard of Pranakans. So that's why, okay, well, I think it's a good time to start the Pranakan Festival mm-hmm. to share the culture and heritage. And I would say easily 30-40% of clientele now are all expats, local expats who come to enjoy our cuisine. Right. right. So, and it's evolved and, and this year from just doing it at a restaurant and uh, first year we did a restaurant, second year we did it at a restaurant and all the mall areas, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the festival area and this year uh, the gala dinner was held in, in the hotel ballroom. Uh, so, it's exciting and it's evolved to get bigger and bigger. And next year, we're expecting to, to bring in a different uh, set of chefs altogether. We bring Pranakan chefs from Malacca, from Penang, mm-hmm. from KL, from Phuket, and, and from uh, Tangerang in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets to taste Pranakan food. Cook the same, uh, it may be called the same dish, you know, Bokkalot, but you know, it's but with cooked. different influences. Yeah, correct, yes. Because it is different the, from the different regions. Correct, yeah. So I think it will be so interesting to, to have all this come together. So it, it will be. And Singaporeans will be love our food. Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have been some of the challenges running the only Pranakan restaurant in, in the Orchard area? Well, one one of the biggest challenges is that uh, because we're, we're right in the start of Orchard Road, mm-hmm. so we, we don't get any visibility. It's anything by by word of mouth, mm-hmm. and so that that's one of our biggest challenge uh, in in promoting that. Oh no, there is also a Prankan restaurant, right. and not only a restaurant. We also have a gallery, a Prankan gallery, a thousand square feet of, of gallery space uh, just beside the restaurant. Just beside the restaurant, what is in the gallery? Oh, ah. uh, <laughs> oh it, it allows us to to showcase a little bit more on. On the Pranakan, there were one section that talks about the way we dress. Uh, then the, another section is on the uh, decorations of what, what what you expect to see in a Pranakan house, yep. including uh, a table to play chucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, oh, <really? laughs> which is a similar version or, or, or known, uh, a Pranakan version of uh, Jin Rami. Right. And but it was not, like wooden things. Okay, la, we, we have progressed. La. I mean, the, the, real, <laughs> the real ones are the wooden ones. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're, they're all the, the uh, it's about four inch uh, in length and it's uh-huh. orange in color. Right. I think you, I'm sure you've seen it. And of all, course. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so it allows us to, to talk a lot, uh, uh, a lot about it and then it's right smack in Orchard Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately for us, 
Arts as well. The American Museum has, has, uh, has closed for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's recently closed for two years for renovation. So we're getting a lot of foot traffic from even from our, our local schools that are coming here. And it's, it's small, it's intimate, and it's something that we can share a, little, a lot more. And you can touch and feel the... The, the cooking equipment and everything. Right. So it's not like a museum, museum whereby, you know, you just, yeah, there's a distance whereby you have to, to set yourself apart. Right. Okay. Now, what are some of your musty chuba dishes? Wow. Musty chuba is nasi ulam. Nasi ulam? It, nasi ulam, it, it's a beautiful heritage dish. It's actually a cold rice salad. There are about uh, eight different kind of herbs in there mm-hmm. that's finely diced. And then uh, then because we, we don't use salt, so we use salted fish mm-hmm. uh, to, to give it a bit of saltiness. And then it's just tossed in uh, cold rice and rempah. It's just tossed like that and it's so fresh. Uh, we used to eat this when we were young and uh, it takes one whole day for my mom to actually prepare this. Oh, so really? that's how intricate it is because you all the herbs and everything needs to be cleaned individually mm-hmm. and it needed to, to be towel dried before you can actually uh, julienne it. And it has to be very finely uh, uh, julienne as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the biggest question everybody asks, why do we serve it hot? Well, uh, why we don't serve it hot is also because, you know, uh, the herbs are so finely julienne. You serve it hot or with warm rice and it will cook the herbs by 20-25% mm-hmm. and then you get the bitter taste of, of the herbs. So you don't get the freshness of the herbs. Right. Ah, ah so. okay. Now that you've highlighted this, I have to try this. Yes, of course. You know, I have never tried it. Oh, Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a failed Singaporean. I have never tried this. <laughs> we Not we too must late, invite though. you soon. Yeah. Not too late, though. Before I let you go, tell us about the Khan Festival, um, where they can t- get tickets and all that good stuff. All the good stuff. Mm. Yes, uh, in, included in the festival, we have four cultural talks. Okay. Uh, one on investing in antique Peranakan jewellery by Norman Cho. Another mm-hmm. one, which is uh, this coming Saturday, a part of uh, porcelain Nonya Wear. They look similar to Chinese, but it's different because you've got the phoenix and everything else. So it's different uh, for Glanchi. And then we have another interesting event on the 29th of June, building a, a context for uh, Malay Batiks by John Ang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, followed by a talk by uh, Bianca Pollack on the straight Chinese or, or Bukit Brown. So it's interesting to see a foreigner who's living in Singapore, what, what's the opinion of uh, the straight Chinese in, right. in, in Bukit Brown? Uh, over and above that, we've got uh, five wine dinners. And the one to highlight is actually the, the, the dinner with, with uh, sake. Okay. All right, because I think that's, that's what our, our, our forefathers used to drink. They used to drink rice wine. The closest to, that comes to it is actually sake. Sake, okay. And it's beautiful pairing with sake. Okay. And where can they get tickets or find out more? Is there a website? Yes, uh, you can look at uh, com. Okay. And um, all the information is, is uh, right there. Just look for the, the links to the Kamcheng Piranakan 2019. Yes, that's right. All that's right. right. We are so happy to have had you uh, on the show today. You've made me hungry, though. I was hoping that you would bring some <laughs> okay. food. It's on the way. <laughs> oh, you got some lovely pineapple tarts. Oh. Uh, it's handmade. Uh, it's buttery and flaky on the outside. And you can actually taste the pineapple because we, we do our own pineapple filling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, unlike most commercial pineapple uh, tarts, you actually taste the sugar. Right. All right. This one, you can taste a little bit of the sourness of the pineapple as well. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. Yums. yums. <laughs> We've been speaking to Mr. Raymond Koo, founder and executive chef for the Piranakan. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us on Money FM 89.3.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.